0: Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com free 22 shopify.com free 22.
1: Before we get this episode started, I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place.
2: Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And you know the best part of it is, Griff?
1: I do, Will. Anchor is totally free. So make sure you head to the App Store or Google Play, download the Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to Inside the Five. It's Will. And it's Griff. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the Masters. Uh, we got NBA news and restart. Uh, for those updates, follow Inside the Five on Twitter and Instagram to get some early news. Uh, we got NHL breakdown, a quick, some quick college football and NFL Week 10.
0: With the third pick in the 2017 NBA draft, the Boston Celtics select... Jason Tatum, from Duke University.
2: Let's get right into it.
1: Yes, sir. I'm going to start it off with the uh, tweet of the day. Been slacking on on the tweets of the day, I know, but Twitter's been kind of dry. This tweet's coming from the Arizona Cardinals official Twitter. As you guys know, Kyler to D hop a last-second prayer to win uh, over the Bills. We'll get into that a little bit later. We'll break it down. But, um, well, I'm going to read the exact uh, tweet, okay? Are you ready? It's kind of a long one. All right, let's hear it. So, you know when someone goes kind of like crazy, and when you're texting, you just start spamming letters? Yeah. Okay, so this was the Cardinals. D-H-Q-I-U-D-H-L-I-W-E-U-F-B-A-L-W-E-I-U-B-G, semicolon, E-Y-W-N, semicolon, F-O-E-M-N-W, semicolon, C-O-I-W-N-E, semicolon, O. (laughs) I mean, if that, that... pretty much
2: wraps up the last play, I would say.
1: If that doesn't make perfect sense to you guys, then... You're not thinking good enough.
2: I don't, I don't really know what would. But yeah,
1: crazy ending. It's been a great Sunday. Uh, mm. One thing that made Sunday so good was the end of the Masters. You don't want to see the Masters end, but Dustin Johnson takes it by five strokes. Fucking great day. Great it's probably day. the
2: best way I want to see the Masters end. Right. I agree. Big DJ DJ. Guy. Me too, 100% probably my favorite golfer besides Tiger I'd say.
1: Right. The old the old Tiger giving it to DJ that just looked looked and felt good.
2: Really did. And he had the best score in Masters history. He broke he broke the record for best score.
1: Was it 20 under?
2: I believe it was 20 under. 20 under. And then I forgot the kid's name, but the he had the most rounds. I think it was what was it under 60? Or under sixty-eight, I think. Wow. He had four straight rounds under sixty-eight or sixty-five. Wait,
1: that's insane.
2: No one's ever done it.
1: Jeez. So overall a good weekend from the Masters. Started off with that rainy day. DJ ended up taking it. Um John Rom, which was my dark horse, I believe he finished tied for seventh in the Masters. I believe so. Um, yep, tied for 7th. He shot 10 under. Will, who was your dark horse?
2: Um. I had Fee now. He finished tied for 38. He was even.
1: Okay, well, I mean, at least he was he did even. Not... Or no, he was uh, 1 under, 1 under. He um, was 1 under? Mm-hmm. He, ha- he shot even that. today, but he finished 1 under. Uh. Some other big names, like Rory ended up coming back, having a decent Masters, 11 under tied mm-hmm. for 5th. Justin Thomas was 12 under, he was fourth. Um Brooks Kepka 10 under tied for 7th with Don Rahm. Um and you're like, "Oh my goodness, Griffin, where is what's his name? Deshambo?" He low. is low. Real low. 2 under, tied for 34th. He shot one over today. Deshambo didn't have it. He was complaining like the whole weekend. I was like, this is golf. There's not much to really complain about. That's a Unless usual. Thing. It's, it's literally nobody else's fault. And he's always like trying to find loopholes in the game. And it literally never works. It literally never works. He's an idiot.
2: I, I, he literally complains about everything.
1: Everything. Like, how do you even complain about something that's like out of your control? Like I, the only I, thing I, you can complain about is yourself because golf, like, it's not like you have a team to complain about. You're literally complaining about yourself. So yeah, like if you if, don't, like maybe if you don't shoot it five hundred yards into the rough into the trees, then maybe you won't be complaining.
2: Can't blame the caddy unless he handed you the wrong club by accident.
0: Exactly. Like there's literally
2: nothing. Like uh, like I don't know. He always he's always complaining. Yeah, um, but... yeah that that was that was quite interesting. Uh, yeah,
1: but that it, that about wraps it up from the Masters Sunday, right? um i'd say so um nothing we got, really else exciting happened but we got some new nba breaking news we had a little loge bomb today right well do you yeah, want to break it down
2: we we did we got we got a i'd say we got a great amount of nba news today yeah. we have their whole like schedule for pretty much this upcoming oh, season whole season so i'm just gonna quickly break it down and then we'll, we'll get into like some talking points in between it so we got December 22nd, opening night, 72-game season. Um, All-Star break will be March 5th through 10. There's no All-Star game. That's official. But the other events, we don't know about. But as they're saying, it probably will not happen because yeah. there's no my All-Star is, game.
1: My guess is if there's no All-Star game, there's no dunk contest, no Rising Stars challenge, no, like, anything.
2: Yeah, so that's a little unfortunate for the fans. But there probably won't be fans, as it looks like. Right. But uh, moving on. So we have May 16th, the regular season will end 17 May 17th through the 21st. We have a play in for the seventh through 10 seeds. Then May 22nd, first round, June 7th. We have conference semis, June 22nd. We have conference finals, July 8th through 22nd. We, end, we have the finals.
1: So, yeah, they got it all mapped out. It's going to end a little bit about almost a month later than the normal season ends. I'm guessing they're going to have an abbreviated off season once again, and then pick it back up in October so that they can get back on track. But they're going to be playing yeah. 72 games this season. So just 10 games less, which isn't bad at all. I'm guessing there's going to be a point in time where they have to just like cram a bunch of games in. They might do i uh, I've seen a couple NCAA teams, such as like Holy Cross, obviously me and Willer from the Holy Cross area. So I've seen a lot of news mm-hmm. from them. Um, they they're doing like so when they play a game say they play boston university they'll play them on the 8th of december and then the 9th of december they play west point on the 13th and then the 14th so they might go like back to back with the same team kind of like how uh the mlb does it they just do like quick series and all that so i think that would be a very effective thing they might break that little plan out um but there's definitely going to be a moment where Seeing that it's gonna start, when is it gonna start? December twenty second to May, so that's about six months, good amount of time. But there's gonna be like a two month span where it's just like they're just banging out games.
2: I think it's probably if I'm gonna predict, I think it's gonna be right after All Star break because I think yeah. because of the because of the all uh, not the All Star the uh, the shortened off season, I think that's gonna create like if they just start off slow. It'll be nice. Mm-hmm for the players, at least they just get adjusted again. And then they'll probably start doing a little bit of a rush schedule. Right. And I'm assuming they're also that July 8th through 22nd finals is in order to comply because of, um, Olympics potentially that's, I don't know if that's actually happening or not Mm -hmm. yet, but I
1: know the Olympics aren't looking too hot. Yeah. I don't think the Olympics are going to happen. That's like almost impossible.
2: That's going to be like tough.
1: Yeah. But while we're still on the NBA um, with the draft coming up on Wednesday, I say we do a little inside the five mock draft. Me and Will have picked our top 10 players. And this isn't I don't know if Will did it like this, but the way that I picked my top 10 is not who I think is going to go in these 10s, but who I think should be going in this 10s in the top 10. So, like, say, like the Warriors are number two. I'm not picking who I think they're going to pick. I'm picking who I want them to pick. You know what I'm saying?
2: I kind of did a mix
1: of both. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I just like, I picked them by the way that I'd like to see a player. I'd like to see a team take a player. Obviously, like the skill is going to match up. I'm not going to mm-hmm. pick like someone that's projected like 30th that I like to go number one, but kind of like what I want to see. If, if I was in the G, if I was a GM, what would I do? Not, like, guessing what they're going to do. Yeah. I say the way that we always do it, we'll do our little snake. Sounds um, good.
2: We'll do 10 watch. to 1 or 1 to 10.
1: Let's start off at 1. Okay. So, um, starting off at number 1, well, I think we're both going to be the same here. We both got LaMelo Ball.
2: Yep, I got Melo.
1: Okay. We'll um, uh, break down a Melo's game. He is very good scorer, very good pick-and-roll guy. I think he'd be a great fit with the Timberwolves to match up with D'Lo, who is also another pick-and-roll guy. They have Cat. They have – what else do they have? They have a couple, like – what's his name? Oh, I feel really bad. Culver, Jared Culver. Yeah, he's good. They're going to be a good young team, and in a couple of years, they're going to progress if Flamelo Ball progresses the way that he should. They will be a good team.
2: Well, I agree. If you, want
1: to, if you want to say your number two.
2: Uh my number two is James Weisman. Mm-hmm. Um that's kind of more of who I think they're going to pick. Uh that pick is up for trade as like we as we speak problem like because that trade is opening up tomorrow. Uh-huh. I th- I think they might stick with it. I think honestly, they don't really need much. I think that's a good pick for them as well as who they probably are going to pick if they keep that pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um they're going to – like, everyone's – kind. Of, I don't know if everyone's sleeping on the Warriors, but they're kind of going to be sneaky because they were all hurt, and now they're all back healthy, and they're, they're adding back, a yeah. really good player in James Wiseman.
1: Right. Um. At my number two, this is who I want to see them take, and I know they need a center, but at the same time, I want to see Wiggins gone, and I want to see them pick up this forward here, or maybe even uh, Green gone. I want to see them pick up Denny Advija, Avija, um he's from Israel. His uh player comparisons are Gordon Hayward and Hedo Turkoglu, you know, Hito, the goat. Oh, yeah. uh, he's a playmaker. He's he's 6 foot 9 so he can play the 3 or the 4. He shot 33% from 3 and 52% from free throw line. So he can obviously shoot. Um he is limited athletically, but he is smart on defense. He's not that athletic, but he knows where to be. I think I'd like to see the Warriors take him cause like, why not just add another shooter? Cause that's just what the Warriors do.
2: Yeah, that, that makes sense too. Mm-hmm. I like that one.
1: At three, I've got the Hornets taking James Wiseman. You had him at two, obviously big athletic center. Uh, I'd say my player comparison to him coming out of the draft not necessarily now would be like a Nerlens Noel. Remember how hyped up he was for being very athletic. Obviously, yeah. that's not, like, his ceiling. But I could see him being, like, a Nerlens Noel or better.
2: I agree. Uh, my third, I probably have another, like, what's probably going to happen, Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. But I also like this pick from the Hornets. Yeah. I think adding a defensive guard helps them a lot. I agree. And especially, uh, he'll have someone, like, uh, they have Rozier, too so they don't have to worry about trying to get another player there as a guard because they were looking at Westbrook. I feel like having someone who's young instead of Westbrook, like Anthony Edwards, would help them a lot.
1: Um, Yeah, I think they'll be a great pick for the Hornets. Um, And that moves me to number four, where I have Anthony Edwards going. Obviously, they have Levine, but I think they could put Levine at the one because he usually goes down. If not, obviously, they have Kobe White. Have him at the one they need to make a trade though like they need to make a trade because if you think about it they don't need a danny advija and the way that i have it i'd have him going before that um they do need a james wiseman but he's gonna go before their pick before the bulls are up so i got them taking anthony edwards just basically like just because of how talent talented he really is he could be a great trade asset, or like trade someone else. He's just too good to pass up on.
2: Yeah, I like that. I do have Denny going to the Bulls at four. At four, um, I think just his ability will help
1: any team that gets him. Right, and honestly, the Bulls would be very good, like of a good fit for him because they do actually need a wing, six foot nine, obviously a shooter. But at the same time, the way that I have it going, he's already going to be off the board. So,
2: yeah, that makes sense. I'm um, at five. I got Obi Yeah, forward for Cavs. Um, it honestly just makes sense because they have Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, and Kevin Porter, and he, I think he would just fit really well with them. I. would be I a nice. There'd be a nice young. There'd be a nice young team, and they still got Tristan Thompson. So they. I mean I don't know how much they can do but it could be good in a few years. Once exactly. I got
1: I got OB as well going to the Cavs at 5. Like you said they have so many guards they need a forward forward sorry. Mm-hmm. They still have Drummond, he's kind of getting up there. But give these guys a couple years to progress uh get their like uh what do you call it chemistry up. I could see OB Toppin obviously being an athletic get-to-the-rim guy. In my opinion, he was the best player in NCAA basketball last year. But I think he's going to fall down to five just because of his age. He's, like, 22. Yeah. In all four years, that's – like, NBA teams don't like that. But he's still. I still think he's going to be a good player.
2: Yeah, I mean, 22 is young – I mean, is old, my bad, coming out of the draft. But mm-hmm. I don't think it – for the Cavs situation, I don't think they should worry about that too much. Agreed. And then for six, I got the Hawks taking Isaac Okoro, and I think it would just be a good pairing with Trey Young, in in my opinion, having him and Trey Young playing together, I think. And they also have uh, John Collins, and then they have – I can't – I should know this, but the center from the Rockets, Clint Capella, I think that would be a good – Good little team they have going on there. They're gonna be
1: good. Okay. Um at six, I have a shooting guard out of Iowa State, Tyrese Halliburton. He's a three and D type of guy, mostly known for his wing defense. He's he's decently sized. He can play the two. He hit 43% from three. So he's a three and D type of guy. So, I mean, I think they'll be a great fit with Trey in the backcourt. Obviously, like you said, they're going to have Capella. They're going to have John Collins. I feel like you picked a small forward slash shooting guard. I picked a shooting guard. I feel like those are very, like, comparable players. So, I'd yeah.
0: you
1: Those two can kind of be flip-flopped around, you know. Mm-hmm. And coming in at number seven with the Pistons, that's when I have Isaac Okora going. Obviously, like Will said, he's a wing. He's, um, In a lot of rankings, I see him, uh, see experts saying that he's the best wing defender in the draft. So I think that would be a great pickup for the Pistons, seeing that they don't really have that many wing guys. Or they That's don't really true. Have- much of anything at the moment, but they have Blake Griffin still. Who's their other power forward? That's good. Christian Wood, right?
2: They have Christian Wood. Have
1: Christian Wood. They have D-Rose. They need to pick up a wing, and I feel like Isaac Okoro could fit really well there.
2: Mm, I like that one. Um, I actually have Tyrese Tallyburn going to the Pistons. Exactly.
1: They, can, be put, they can really if, be a they, they,
2: can re- they can really, yeah, they can kind of flip-flop. Um, mm-hmm. Then I have... For the Knicks, at eight, I have Onyeka Okongwu. I think the mm-hmm. Knicks... I do as well. I, I think that's a good... I think that's a better pick. I know a lot of people think he might be going... What was it? To the, to the Wizards, I think. They're projecting him to go do... At I just nine. don't think... I just, yeah, nine. I just don't think the Wizards need him because they have um, Rui Hachimura. And I just think having Onyeka as an... Oh, obviously... Probably doesn't really want to go to the Knicks, if I'm gonna be fair. But I think the Knicks need someone like that. Young center, talented. I think that'll help them out because they're they could be in the running to get Westbrook too. So they might be forming something there. Who knows? Um, they could have
1: they could have um RJ Onyeko Kong Wu, Obviously mm-hmm. Russ, if they if like hypothetically speaking, they could have a good young core surrounded by Russell Westbrook. Honestly, it might not be that bad of an idea to pick up a center here. Who'd they pick up? I feel like they have a center right now. They do. Oh, yeah. Um oh, who's the Knicks center? Oh, we're blanking.
2: Yeah, we are. I don't I don't know.
1: He's a nice young center. Mitchell Robinson. They have Mitchell Robinson. They
2: do have Mitchell Robinson. Both of these guys
1: there. can run the four or the five just based off of pure athleticism. I'd like to see both of those in the front court. I think that'll be a great pick for the Knicks. So yeah, yeah. I, I have Anyaka Okongu going to the Knicks as well. And then at
2: nine, I have Patrick Williams going to the Wizards. I also I think have, have... I, think... I think that's a good pick. I think it's a good pick for the Wizards. Especially because uh... they already have they walls coming back, then they have Beal, and then he could uh-huh. be a good um small forward possibly power forward coming out of the draft. I think that I think that's another piece for the Wizards to help them kind of maybe get to that next step of pushing for a playoff spot.
1: Yeah, so here is where I am at, like, the same part where obviously I had Patrick Williams, but this is where, like, I want players to, like, where I think teams should pay, take them, not necessarily where, like, I, or wait, let me rephrase that. This is what I want to see the teams take, but not necessarily where I think I'm, they are going to be taken. Because um, according to the Athletics, John Hollinger, obviously a reporter well-known, he said the hottest draft rumor is Williams has a promise from the Pistons with the seventh pick. But I feel like if Isaac Okoro is there at seven, you have to take him. Because I feel like Patrick Williams isn't as good as Okoro. They play different positions, obviously, but, I agree. you know, I just like the way that the marbles are falling for me, I would rather see Okoro with the Pistons, Patrick Williams with the Wizards.
2: I like that. I like that.
1: And then wrapping um, it up at number 10, we have the Phoenix Suns. Um, Will, who do you have? Who do you have? getting? I have
2: Devin, Devin Vassell. Is that how you
1: pronounce it? I'd say Vassell. Devin Vassell, yeah, Vassell. I have him there as well. He's a three and D once again. I feel like everybody is a three and D nowadays. Nice wing guy. Uh, I'd say maybe a replacement for Kelly Oubre. Hopefully, um, he'd pair up nice. He could play the two or the three with Cam Johnson playing the two or the three as well. If they move Devin Booker down, they could have Devin Booker at the two. They could have um, Cam Johnson at the four if they're on a run small ball. I think this would be a great three and D pickup just adding more scoring to take a little bit stress off of Devin Booker because Devin Booker has to average like 40 points a game. If they want to win.
2: I agree. I think he'll compliment Devin Booker pretty well. That three, the three and D role is like, it's like, it almost like everyone is pretty much doing that or everyone coming out as three and D and uh-huh. I think they had a nice little run in the bubble and I think they might potentially could do something this year. I mean, it looks like their chemistry is pretty good. And maybe adding someone like Devin Vassell, will say, um, Mm -hmm. will help them a lot.
1: Um, And just to wrap things up, I have two things with the draft. Obviously, this wasn't planned, but I want to say out of the top 10, like outside of the top 10, I think the best pickup would be Killian Hayes. I think he's very underrated from Germany. Mm. He's not actually from Germany, but he's playing pro ball there right now. I like him a lot. And then I have the Celtics at 14. I have them taking Tyrese Maxey. I know he's a guard, but that's someone you can't really pass up on. So that's all I got to say.
2: I like <laughs> that. I like that. Um, Just literally rolling through NBA news right now. We got NBA trade opens Monday Mm -hmm. With that being said, we already have our first pre trade uh, opening. Uh, Lakers are acquiring pre trade trade. Yeah. Uh, We have the Lakers acquiring Dennis Schroeder for Danny Green in a pick, which is pretty interesting.
1: This is such a great move for the Lakers.
2: I agree. Um, I think if they can get Dennis Schroeder, like, back back i'd say like he was playing really well for the thunder and obviously when he was in atlanta he was good too but if they can get him to play even better than that somehow which
1: i i mean I if think you have lebron possible. james if you have lebron james and anthony davis that's not that hard to do i, th- I think he's going to be really really good with the lakers he's going to be an assist type of guy he's going to be like a younger version of what rondo is right now i don't see rondo going back to the lakers um, I think he he's a little bit better on uh, offense, like shooting-wise, than Rondo. I think it's a good fit. Mm-hmm.
2: I do, too. I was going to say that myself about Rondo, I think, especially thinking for the future. Like, I don't know how many years Rondo has left to play. Right. Obviously, we know he's an older vet in the league, and I think acquiring Dennis Schroeder helps them in the long term.
1: Um, I don't think this is the only move the Lakers will make. I think... I could see Avery Bradley getting moved. Obviously, we mm-hmm. love Avery Bradley. He's, believe it or not, Will, wait, Will, guess how old Avery Bradley is. He's still, isn't he still young? Yes. What is he, like 32? He's 29. Wow. Right? I literally could have swore that he played for the Celtics for 15 years before he left. <laughs> but He's still got he's a lot still, of time left. He's 29, he's 6 feet tall, and he is a good defender. So. I could see him getting moved, and they could pick up a better backup wing because now they got rid of Danny Green. They're going to need another wing. Mm. Um, The Lakers are going to be nationally next year. They're going to have – at the one, they're going to have Schroeder, obviously. And then at the two, they might be lacking. They might put like a Caruso, or they might put Avery Bradley in the lead. They won't be lacking. Excuse me. They won't be lacking. Obviously, they have LeBron at the four they have A D and then at the five they could literally put like me out there and they'd still win the championship. So <laughs> okay. But I could see Avery Bradley getting moved from the Lakers to pick up a mm-hmm. better center or better shooting guard. I could see a lot of moves being made for the Lakers, and I think they're gonna make a lot of moves because you know when when LeBron comes around, magically moves are just made.
2: That is very true. Like I think roster, um like every yeah, I think Kuzma might be a potential move for them. I think they might try to get some value value out of him. Because everyone, like, I understand, I mean, probably didn't play the best during the bubble. And people are like, but think about before the Lakers got, like, LeBron and it was just, like, D'Lo and then it was Kuzma and then Clarkson. Like, Kuzma was really good.
1: Yeah, Kuzma was really good.
2: Yeah, people, like, like, they, like, shit on him, but he's actually good.
1: Because he was was in the same draft as Lonzo. They were, like, if you pick Kuzma at two, that would have been, like, better. Obviously, they got lucky and still got Kuzma, but people were, like, everybody's, like, Kuzma's better than Zion. Or not Zion, Yeah, Lonzo. I mean, Lonzo. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: that But their offseason could be very interesting, could really change up the league once again. Another move. I don't know how I feel about it, but actually, wait. Before we get into that move, we do have a Woj bomb. Um, nothing too serious because we all know what's gonna. We all know what's gonna happen from this. But Anthony Davis declined his option, but he's probably gonna resign for more money. That's that's uh, resign
1: longer and more money.
2: Yeah, I figured I'd say that as we're wrapping up the Lakers. Now into actual other moves. James Harden. And the Rockets. The Rockets are interested in trading with the Nets. They're thinking James Harden, a potential James Harden likes himself, possibly playing for the Nets. So they're thinking he might be going to the Nets, teaming up that with KD and Kyrie.
1: That would be a good team. Do you think that would be a good team?
2: On paper, like as, as everyone says, yes, that's gonna be a very good team. Right. And if they can if they can figure out the ball situation, like moving it.
1: Like, if they can play with two basketballs, maybe. Because Kyrie Irving's not going to want to give the ball up. Kevin Durant's not going to want to give the ball up. And you know goddamn well James Harden's not going to want to give the ball up either. James Harden, obviously, big pick and roll guy. But it's more just like a big pick guy. He sometimes passes. He does what Russell Westbrook does. He gets his 10 assists, and then he's done. Then it's his time. And he'll get his 40 points. Kyrie Irving, it's the same thing. He'll get his 10 assists. And then he'll go do him. He'll go score his own buckets. Kevin Durant doesn't care about his 10 assists. He'll just go score. So I don't know. I think the only way they could beat teams is by winning like 172 to 170. Because there's not going to be much defense there either.
2: Yeah, I I agree there uh, as well. Um, See, the thing is, from when KD – well, it looks like Harden's trying to reconnect with his old teammates – one by Mm -hmm. one right Um, I also heard the Nets are trying to bring Sergi Baca and they're like reforming the Thunder (laughs) again
1: Um,
2: that would actually be insane I think obviously because they have Kyrie but if it was James Harden and KD I think that would work out really well I think Kyrie well obviously Kyrie's already there so like it's not his fault he didn't mess up anything but
1: nah he messed up everything
2: (laughs) he kind of did yeah um, it could work out, but like it just seems weird because once one of them gets the ball, they're all ISO, so they're just gonna try to ISO the whole time.
1: Right, exactly. So I don't know. I don't. I don't want to see James Harden go to the Nets. I want to see James Harden go to the Hornets, the Spurs. Ready?
2: Maybe even the Suns.
1: No, because that's Devin Booker's team. Stay on the Rockets. Or go to the Sixers and we'll just dump you off. Cause I'm sorry, James Harden, he's so good, he's not a champion. He's not a part of a champion team. He can't win a championship. It's just the way that he plays. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I just really don't think he's a champion.
2: My my only issue is if he goes to the Nets, is that he's too late in his career to re to re image his game. Like think about when Kevin Durant was on the Warriors. He was obviously super team, one, get that right out mm-hmm. of the way. Two, they already had Klay Thompson, who can obviously – he can do – he can play his own game. He can he can get his, as well as move without the ball. So they don't have to worry about him. It's It was just Steph, KD, moving with the ball. And then they had Draymond popping out for a shot, pick and roll. And they always had Klay either in the corner or on the wing, ready for a right. quick cash and shoot. So obviously probably the nets are looking for something like that in James Harden to play alongside Kyrie. So that would leave like Kevin Durant open, probably not, but in theory he would be open somewhere on the wing and then it would be an ISO from him. And then they would kind of hope that Harden would play kind of like a clay Thompson, like role kind of just trying to get open and then potentially making a move to the basket and like a kick out. And then they just keep literally just keep cycling the ball
1: yeah but that's like not the role he's going to want to play if, exactly
2: that, if that's you what, say, uh, that's what I'm that's what I'm if you saying. say the
1: word role to james harden he is going to walk away he plays one role and that's i'm the most important person in the world so i don't know i really just don't think yeah. it's going to work out it's going to be it's going to be yeah, interesting I don't, I don't think it'll work out either but there's going to be, be interesting There's going to be rumors from when trade opens until the regular season about Russell Westbrook, about James Harden, about everything with the Rockets, about everything with the 76ers too. And I don't think anything's going to happen. I don't think there's going to be a move for James Harden or Russell Westbrook.
2: I think the odds of... I think there's better odds that James Harden leaves, not necessarily to the Nets, but anywhere on on his list. Yeah. I think there's a better chance that Russ stays even though he doesn't want to
1: yeah i agree
2: i feel like Just they might be able to get more value out of harden at the
1: moment right we've we've seen how like obviously we've seen how harden plays with multiple different players we've also seen how russ plays with multiple different players and that's not that good so it's going to be hard to move russ it is Harden.
2: yeah both both are
1: very hard moves so, Yeah, that's about all the news that we've gotten so far with the NBA. Um everything opens up tomorrow, so by Thursday we're going to know who's what rookies are on what teams. We're going to have a lot more news on Thursday or on yeah, Friday's we're gonna, episode. We're going
2: to have another probably loaded show. We got we got a big we, we got might, we got a we got we got a lot. I yeah, like we it. We
1: might need to, yeah, we are. It's going to be a long episode. That's for sure.
2: Um but, we got actually some NHL news. We're back with
1: the NHL news. We're
2: back with the NHL. It's been NHL has been very quiet. They've been, I don't know what they've been doing. They've been been sneaky. They have been. They They have been. And and I'm liking these schemes. So we got Mm -hmm. NHL brought you by Puck Culture. Shout out Puck
1: Culture. Shout out Puck Culture.
2: Um, before we get into the fun stuff, we do have to get right into obviously the little, I guess we'll say the nitty gritty. I guess season is happening. There has been a no playing rumor that's off the table. They said, and possibly New Year's Day start. So that's all good stuff. Knowing hockey is coming back, Uh even better news. I say something the fans have been waiting for a long time. Yeah, I'm excited. So the NHL teased new throwback jerseys. We I've seen the Bruins, not the full thing. We've only seen like the patches, and we've gotten little hints at what they could be. Bruins are bringing back, I think, the old-school Bear jerseys.
1: That's cool. And they're yellow.
2: And they are yellow. Um, the Avs, I'm excited. The Nordiques are back. <laughs> the Nordiques. They're bringing back the Nordiques jerseys. That's sick. Uh, Harford Whalers jerseys are coming back. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, there's there's a lot – there's – there's a lot of hintings at these jerseys, and and the, I like them a the lot. The
1: Mighty Ducks are mm-hmm. back. Um, what else we got? The Blues are going a little retro. We got. Like I mean, that. come on. The NHL does not miss. The NHL does not miss. They really aren't. They like, they're they're doing a great job. Um, I mean, NHL like... like not everybody loves hockey, but you have to admit the NHL does a good job with everything that they do. Like literally everything
2: they have they have um it's, we got i'm seeing i'm seeing an old school habs jersey right now the blue with the uh, with the red and white i'm also I'm seeing, seeing i'm seeing red.
1: a purple i'm seeing a purple arizona coyotes jersey right now purple beautiful
2: i am seeing that i like that a lot i like that um kings we got the laker king jerseys
1: oh yeah the purple and gold Hmm. Yeah, that's insane. Which,
2: oh, uh, we got what else? We got here. We got um... the Canucks.
1: Oh my! God, I just love the Canucks, blue and green. I hate the Canucks. Mm-hmm. I love the Canucks, blue and green. Uh, we're gonna be seeing a red jersey from the Golden Knights. That's gonna be interesting. Okay. They're also, they also have a, a gold jersey too. So all of okay. this, all of this, everybody's coming out with a new jersey. It's called Reverse Retro. Obviously, Reverse Retro. You may be asking what that is. It's So say everybody loves a retro jersey. Everybody likes a nice, clean retro jersey. The Hartford Whalers, the Nordiques, the Toronto St. Pats. So we're taking what we think. Say, you know how when we say, like, what do we think something's going to look like in, like, 30 years? Like, that's, like, what in the 90s, what they thought they would look like in 20 years. That's what we're doing right now.
2: I love it. I, 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 I love the it. retro they jerseys. Miss. They don't
1: miss. Honestly, we, we we're
2: talking about NBA jerseys because we're big jersey guys. Huge. I, I, think, I think a hockey jersey, I think we might be adding a couple.
1: I think we might be adding a couple hockey jerseys. I think we might
2: be adding a couple. I like I the Winnipeg Jets jerseys. They got the gray. Then we have the I, wild jerseys with the M. Those are looking great. Uh-huh. I'm liking those a lot. Honestly, they're all like really good. They they, they have done
1: a really good job. They've done, I think, too good.
2: I think they outdid them themselves. So I'm going to be honest.
1: What are the Sharks jerseys looking like? Are they going to be gray?
2: They are. They're looking gray right now. So wow. They, they, that's they look a nice like the, jersey. They, they're, they're, they look like the Worcester Sharks
1: Yeah, that's jerseys. a cop. Yep, that's a cop. Yeah. Um,
2: shout out I, I don't know. about the Worcester Railers, hundred percent. Shout out the Worcester Railers. The I just I'm looking at the Coyotes jerseys right now. They're looking really good. They have the cactuses on the bottom. They, wow. <laughs> just wow. Just wow.
1: Just you know, wow. Like just wow. Everything just wow. Just wow. uh so- we got
2: <laughs> Oilers too with the fire jersey. They got like the logo usually is was it white on the inside of the oilers? Now it's orange, which is nice. I like that.
1: This is gonna be great. Everything's just going great in an HL world. I'm excited. Why can't why can't the NFL do this right now? Like NBA is busting out new jerseys. NFL, where are you? Like where come on. Everybody wants to see them. Everybody wants to see a nice third or fourth jersey.
2: Everyone wants to see it, and everyone There's, would buy it. Like, I like I would, like, I don't know what it is about the jerseys, but, like, all these retro ones are just, like, they're just so cool.
1: There's literally no problem with adding another jersey. I don't know why they don't do it. I don't know why. Every, I think it should be, like, a rule where every team has to have at least four jerseys. In a way, a home and two alternates. Like, the Chargers, they have navy blue, baby blue, royal blue, and white. <laughs> like they got all take, the blues take some notes seahawks take some notes we only have got- three get another one like imagine well imagine an all-black uniform with blue and lime green hints. that
2: could like be that sick. would be that uh, could potentially that be could so be cool. sick that could definitely be sick okay. i like i mean obviously even even the mlb we, we, we don't have MLB smart. today, but the MLB definitely needs to spice up their jerseys because whenever they do something with
1: their jerseys, they're just so weird. Well, the problem like, is you wear white and you wear gray, and then the Red Sox on Fridays wear blue. So, like, and then, we, then they have, like, some teams have the, the
2: tank top jerseys. Like, well, what are we doing?
1: Oh, the, the, uh, oh, who has them? Um, the Diamondbacks, right? The Diamondbacks. Yeah. And, and, and Miami had them, I think. Miami, yeah, had, that's it. So, yeah, that was our that was really our inside the 5 jersey talk. Me and Will get a little bit it, too into our jerseys because we just want cool stuff going on. Sometimes it's not 100%. about the performance, sometimes it's about the look. I'm sorry, I said it. I
2: agree, but I agree. Can't go wrong with a good jersey. Like, mm-hmm.
1: you just can't. Obviously, moving on now. Shout out to Puck Culture for our NHL talk. Uh, Well, obviously, we're moving on. College football time. You know me. This is my segment. Will, if you have anything to say, just stop me. That was good. uh, As a young college boy, I placed a parlay. 16 parlay. I had Florida minus 16. And you may be thinking, oh, my goodness, Griffin, minus 16. That's risky. I know but I like money, so I took it. And you know what happened to the, I mean, you know what happened yesterday, Will, with Florida? I heard. They won by like 28, 63 to 35. They did win by 28. So, bang, hit. Notre Dame, money line. I knew, I knew Boston College was going to put up a fight, so I hit, picked money line. Boston College did put up a fight, 45 to 31. Notre Dame takes it. Moving on. We got UNC. You got to trust UNC. Moneyline, once again, you got to trust Mac Jones. You got to trust Sam Howell. Um, UNC got the job done. They really blessed me in this situation. So shout out to UNC,
2: as always. All oh, the QB they got.
1: He's good. He is good. He is. He's a five-star committed to uh, – where was he committed? FSU and then decommitted when Mac Jones got the job. Shut up Mac Jones, shut up UNC. But moving on, uh my favorite game, I took the over. It was over under 55 and a half. Middle Tennessee versus Marshall. They scored 56 points. Do you believe in miracles? Cuz I do. <laughs> moving on though. I said, you know what? Screw it. Houston Money line, why not? Bang, dub. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was feeling Louisiana today. They were only projected to win by a couple, so I took the money line. Bang, one by twenty-eight. I mean, like it doesn't get much better than a Saturday parlay that just hits literally everything. There's nothing better than a six team parlay and all of it hits. Can't lose. You like That was, you know, I wish I told you guys about this parlay, but I literally made it maybe 20 seconds before the game started. (laughs) I was like, you know what? Those are the ones that hit, except for when you bet the NFL, because I'm over three the past three weeks. But that was my NCAA football talk. Hope you guys enjoyed my weekly parlay. I'll be back with my next parlay next week. Uh, On Thursday's episode, I'll break down the games of the week. As always, you thought I was going to get away without saying anything about Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina, they had some COVID issues. They didn't play against Troy this week. We'll be back, though. The Chanticleers still ranked 15, 7-0, undefeated season. And a big shout-out, a big shout-out to the Cincinnati Bearcats as they absolutely killed East Carolina 55-17. to They might make the college football playoff. They're ranked 7 right now, and it's not looking like they're going to lose. Wow. So whew.
2: I'd say on that note, let's get right into a wonderful Sunday game with NFL, Sunday. NFL week 10. Um, we're going to kick a little rewind back to Friday, Friday's episode uh colts tie-ins colts being the tie-ins 34 17 i said right before we ended <laughs> the episode might have been the worst pick that i ever had i completely was so wrong about the Colts. Dude, there was like came back won the game i mean could have been any better
1: there was literally eight minutes left in the first quarter the whole game was left to play i told you that the titans were up 7-0 and you're like oh i'm so stupid this is the worst pick ever <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" And literally, by the time that we we're done recording, the Colts were up by like ten.
2: <laughs> Go team, right there! Um, before we continue on with the rest of the games, because the Titans currently were—they're currently ranked pretty well in the league. They are a little—I don't say they're a team to be feared at the moment. They're on a little bit of a losing streak right now. You know, what, I don't know what's going. I don't. I don't know what's going on with them.
1: You know what? Well, I'm going to say it. Let's hear it. Uh they are the f-word. Okay. I'm I'm putting it on them. Titans are frauds. The Titans are wow. frauds. Nobody's fearing the Titans right now. Nobody's going to remember the Titans either. <laughs> like I'm um, sorry, like you have Derrick Henry and you don't have a defense. It, they made score a quick a touchdown in two to weeks. Get Desmond King. But like he didn't score a touchdown the first three weeks, and then he started bugging. They're like, oh, he's back, and in the past two weeks, he's gone. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. Uh, they have some injuries on the offensive line, and that hurts because they're a run-dominant team. Last mm-hmm. year, they had the best punter in the league. I don't know where he is now. Not either. So, I have no idea. They got some problems. Um, something needs to be solved. Yeah, they need to figure that. They
2: need to figure that out. Hundred percent. I, I I don't I don't really know what I, like I can't even describe like they were undefeated and now they're just like digging themselves a little bit of a hole right now. Um, right into Sunday's games. Uh, first, we're gonna start off with a little quick thirty-minute uh, lightning delay with the Browns and Texans. Browns ends up beating the Texans ten to seven. Bad game.
1: Bad game. Like that's literally all you can say about it. Very yeah. windy game. Um if you had There's the always browns windy out there. If you had the Browns minus three and a half, like someone that I know that's named Griffin. Um <laughs> sucks to be you, sucks to be me, because Nick Chubb literally just did what Todd Gurley was supposed to do. And if you have Nick Chubb in fantasy, <laughs> sucks to be you. So Browns won. It was a close one. Um, what's his name look good? Deshaun Watson, he looked good. He looked decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Cooks had a couple catches. Randall Cobb had a couple catches. But, like, I don't know. I think just the win played a huge factor in that game.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, We had the – we had, honestly, I'd say the Lions football team, Lions being the football team 30-27, that was a good game. That was a good game.
1: What was it? Was it 27 to 3 at one point? And then it was 27 27. And yeah, the the Lions the Lions, the Lions blew
2: the lead and then Matt Prater, Matt Prater literally just, just literally has a biotic leg. He just literally He's drilled nasty. the field goal. He's yeah. Insane. That was that was a great field goal. Not a whole lot to say other than the Lions kind of blowing a lead there.
1: Right. It was just like a weird game blowing a 24 point lead, but at least they got the job done moving on though we go into the first 11 games so wait actually we only know the first 11 games so mm-hmm. fun fact the home team was 10 and 1 today isn't that crazy but wow. the only team that played at home today and lost were the panthers as the bucks doubled their score literally 46 to 23 uh bucks huge bounce back win ab coming into his own um, who else? Winfield. Eh, he, had had tough, yeah, he had a decent game today on the game.
2: He actually had a great play when Mike Davis broke free, looked like it was gonna be a Mike Davis like touchdown. Winfield came out of
1: nowhere and tackled him.
2: I believe it was Winfield.
1: That it yeah, that was Winfield. That was a great play. Um that's about it for that that's, game. Moving on it, though. Yeah. Um, this was yeah. our inside the five tie watch. The Giants ended up winning this game 27 to 17 against the Eagles. That's a bad loss for the Eagles. The Eagles are in trouble now. They, they are, are still they're still in first place in their division. They're 3-5-1. Giants are in second place at 3-7. That's just like, I mean, come on. Something's got to change around there.
2: Yeah. Uh, Giants played a really good game today. Um, the running backs were active. Wayne Gallman had a great day. Um, their other running back, Dan Jones, had a great game today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. But now uh, Dan Jones had a couple good runs. He had that 33 yard run. I think it was like over. I think it was his third run for over 30 yards this season.
1: Yeah, something time something he like this that. time he actually finished it off for a touchdown. He didn't trip.
2: He literally looked like after, like they it literally looked like a running back.
1: Like when he runs, it's like he weird. is fast. He had 19 miles per hour today. Um, who can I compare that to? DK was 23 miles per hour. But next, I mean, come on, to, that's like the next gen stats. Yeah. Presented by Amazon.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> A weird game. Not really sure what's going on with the Packers right now. Packers still won. They beat the Jags 24-20. Jake Lewin is very good. He's very good. And he is. I, and the Jags, for some reason. Okay. So we had the Minshew story last year. Now we have Jake Lewin. That's just – I don't like the odds of them having two good quarterbacks like that. That's kind of crazy.
1: draft another quarterback in, like, the fifth or sixth round every year. Yeah. I mean, um, hey, why not?
2: Devontae Adams had the game-winning touchdown. Nasty grab from from Devontae right there. Hey, the it was. Today. He's legit. Was, he is.
1: He's really good. Not the best catch of the day, though. Not, the best, not. The, day we'll, we'll, because... the best catch of the day. We'll the best catch of the day. Well, we're going to get to it right now as the Cardinals beat the oh, Bills. 32-30. Yeah. to 30. Everybody thought it was over. Kyler escapes the pocket, goes to the left, literally just sends it. Maybe his eyes closed. I think his eyes were closed. And just out of nowhere, DeAndre Hopkins, the best wide receiver in the league, comes down with it, triple covered. Um, I feel like this game was such a good game. Josh Allen had a receiving touchdown. But all it's going to get remembered remember, there was, oh, there was, so, excuse me, sorry. There were so many plays where, like, that was like, oh, this is the highlight of the game, and then bang, it just all got washed out. That's the only play that's gonna get remembered.
2: Yeah, like honestly, wow, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that D came down with that pass at the end of the game. I know. Um. That pass before the Bills secured their touchdown to Stephon Diggs. Cole Beasley with that one-handed snag, that was a nasty catch. From oh, Cole my Beasley. gosh.
1: Yes. That was insane. He always, like, randomly just has those weird catches that are like, how?
2: He's having a hell of a season, too. He's doing He's really well like with the Bills. I'm yeah, not, not a fan, but it's kind of gross. Yeah. Um. Sad day. We're not bolting up, but Dolphins beat the Bad Chargers game. 29-21. Honestly, it was just too late. too. I mean, too little too late for the Bolts. They had that touchdown. Mike Williams scored at the end of the game, and there was only like a minute and 30 seconds left, and like, there's, they didn't get the onside kick, and that was it. Pretty much summed up the entire game right there.
1: Uh, um, Tua uh, looked that, really good. Yeah, that's it. He did. It was a battle of the fifth and sixth pick. I don't care. I'm still taking Herbert
2: care 100% I'm taking I'm taking Herbert too also I think that Chargers defense is a little beaten up they're not playing well
1: and they lost another defender today it's like every week they lose someone every week
2: they literally lose someone every week
1: but moving on we have our other squad that we don't like as much as the bolts but they picked up the dub today uh also my lock of the week Raiders took on the Broncos. Raiders won 37-12. So, mine hit. Uh, the Broncos looked really bad. And the Raiders, dark dark course. Course. the Raiders are a dark horse. The Raiders are a dark horse.
2: The Raiders are definitely a dark horse. They're going to be dangerous in the playoffs. They're very good. I mean, obviously, like, what was it? The Broncos, like, their defense isn't terrible. But, like, they literally, they got exposed. That's all mm-hmm. I can say.
1: They did. Running defense is bad.
2: Like... Then. The Raiders defense today was incredible. I mean, the the Broncos have two really good running backs. They have Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay and they did nothing.
1: That's just like what happens. I feel like they never do anything. They they literally don't. So, honestly, um happy that the lock of the week hit. Moving on though, we have Will's lock of the week and my team Will, you can talk about it. It's your lock of the week. I don't even want to talk about it. You know, after you're going to talk about it, just go to the next game. I'm not going to say.
2: Um, Rams beating the Seahawks, my lock of the week. I believe it was Seahawks, like, I want to say one and a half, two and a half. Plus, what was it? Okay. Yeah. Plus two. Uh, That did not hit. That did not hit. Um, Me and Griff are now tied four and four for lock of the week this season. So we're tied once again. Um, I don't really know what's going on with the Seahawks, but we can just move right along. Um, an expected game with the Steelers and the Bengals. Steelers beating the Bengals
1: thirty-six to ten. They should have won by more.
2: Easily, they, but they remain enough. undefeated. They remain undefeated, and they, uh, nine no, and zero. Oh, so, yeah, good for them. Um, um, actually, quick stat: last team that was nine and zero oh was the Panthers.
1: When they went to they Super Bowl lost.
2: 15. And they lost. Yep, and they lost. That's crazy.
1: In 2015, that Panthers team, they went 15 and 1.
2: I know. They were disgusting.
1: They, they were, were so, so good. good. They had Keekly, they had Super Cam. They had did they still see Steve Smith? Nah. They did still they no they
2: did. They did They did. I think Jeez. he retired right after that.
1: He was still doing good that season, too.
2: Who else do they have? Um oh I I loved that team that team was
1: sick I wanted them to win that so bad
2: same I was I like I was so sad when they lost like I was just like like that would like they literally had the best season
1: ever they were like so good in their history they had cam Newton they had Jonathan Stewart
2: nasty Ted
1: good jr Greg Olson Ed Dixon Michael orr came back for it Trey Turner mm-hmm. uh on defense they had star Lat- Latulele You remember him?
2: I do. Their defense was disgusting that year too. They had Jared
1: Allen, Shaq Thompson, Luke Kuechly, Thomas Davis, Charles Tillman, Peanut, Josh Norman. I mean, wow! Wait, that team is amazing.
2: Yeah. Shout out Ron for building that defense right there. That was a great team. Okay.
1: Shout out Ron Rivera. But uh, let's see. What game do we got up next? We have the. Saints taking on the 49ers to wrap up the four o'clock games. Saints got an obvious win. The Saints are looking good. Breeze got hurt, though. Um, There's no timeline on when he's going to return, right?
2: Um, uh, I don't believe so yet. He is getting an MRI, I think, as of right now. I think it might be tonight or tomorrow.
1: Okay, so you guys can see what's going down on Inside the Five pod on Twitter and Instagram. See when he'll be back. But right now it's looking like it's going to be Jameis' time. He didn't look too bad, but, I mean, I'd rather have Drew Brees out there if I were the Saints. But from a fan perspective, it's going to be cool to see him out. It's going to be cool to see Jamison. It
2: it is. And they they have Taysom Hill. They were kind of – they were like splitting reps. So I think that's going to be quite quite interesting what they do. I mean, obviously, I think um, Winston's going to play most of the game as usual. Two
1: quarterbacks equals one. That's like the Bears situation. I don't think that's the same when you have someone like a Taysom Hill. Cause like, it doesn't yeah. matter. It really doesn't matter. Really? I think he's, he's, so-
2: literally, he's literally, uh, he's, he does everything. He does everything for the Saints. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, at the time of the recording, we're recording Sunday night. We got Ravens versus Pats. It is currently halftime with the Patriots in the lead 13 to 10, believe it or not. Uh, Lamar Jackson has a touchdown, a pick, 167 yards in the air. He also has 26 yards on the ground. They really can't get the run game going. Um, Players from the Pats that are standing out, uh, I guess you could say Cam Newton, 7 for 9, 61 yards with a touchdown to Jacoby Myers, which sucks because I'm playing against him. And then also Jacoby Myers threw a pass for 24 yards and got – a throwing touchdown. Oh wait, wait, wait! Pause. No, that was his touchdown. That was his touchdown. Rex had has two touchdowns, and jacob has yeah, yeah, yeah. through for a touchdown. That's insane. So I'm not um, happy about that I'm going up against him in fantasy right now.
2: I'm I'm excited about that. If the Pats beat the Ravens, that's a big win for the Pats. um I did predict them to lose, but I did say they were going to be a close game because of the defense. So who knows? Right, and Anything the Ravens happen. really
1: just cannot. The Ravens are supposed to be like a run heavy team and they can't get the run going, which is huge for the Pats right now. And I think we got
2: got an exciting game. I think we got on Monday.
1: Tomorrow, Bears, Vikings. Bears a good run defense, Vikings a good run offense. Um, I'm going to have to take the Vikings here. Hopefully, Dalvin Cook doesn't do too much against me, but it's looking like my fantasy team's going to (laughs) lose. So, uh,
2: yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings. It's going to be an
1: interesting game.
2: I'm going to take the Vikings too. But speaking of fantasy, we're going to give our fantasy breakdown to wrap up um, – not to wrap up – to wrap up our Sunday games. Uh-huh. Um, do you want to start, or I can start with my
1: – Yeah, let me just – let me just be really sad right now. Um, okay. Guys, the streak is over. A young 8-1. and punters are people too, team. He's going to lose. He's going to lose because I am currently down by one with Marquise Brown playing. He only has 3.4 points and he has Jacoby Myers and he has Dalvin Cook tomorrow. He's projected 122. I'm projected 109. I have Daryl Mooney in Minnesota's defense tomorrow. So if Daryl Mooney can score like 40, that would be awesome. He's projected 11 but Dalvin Cook is going to be the death of me and Jacoby Myers got more than he was projected. So it's looking like I am no longer going to be first place in the standings. And Will, if you want to break down, because it looks like you're going to overtake me.
2: Um, As of right now, if Mark Andrews doesn't score any more points, does anything else, I'm probably going to win this game. Um, oh wait, not Yo. Um, I'm very Ah. close. Mark Andrews is having a great game. (laughs) I'm probably going to lose this game because Mark Andrews is the only person that Lamar Jackson is passing to. Um, Tyreek Hill was out this week. Hurt me a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Marvin Jones played a lot better than he was projected to, which hurt me because I was relying off Curtis Samuel, Brandon Cooks to get the job done for me. They did not. Well, at least I'm going to say Brandon Cooks did decent, but Curtis Samuel did terrible today. Uh, Darren Waller kind of underperformed he dropped like a 70 yard touchdown pass which that would have helped me a lot today Melvin Gordon obviously as we spoke earlier on the Broncos game did bad and uh we have Kalen Bellage, Kalen Bellage, uh for the Chargers got me 15 points I think that might be the best running back performance on my team all season <laughs> I haven't had good running backs all year so
1: yeah um It's looking tough for both of us. I actually didn't see that Mark Andrews was playing well, so I thought you were like all set, but it looks like you're projected to lose by 0.9 points. So awesome. It's going to be a tough one for you, but we have, what do we have? We have one more thing to go here today as it is our week 10, post week 10 power rankings, our top 10, obviously the snake style. We're gonna start at ten. Will, who you got at ten?
2: At ten, I got the Raiders. Um, they're sneaking in to the power rankings top ten. Um, I they're gonna be a very sneaky team. I think I project them to. They're gonna move up. They're gonna move up a lot. I think. Okay. They did beat. They did beat the Chiefs. That is the Chiefs' current only loss. And That's true. They look great. Like really
1: good. Yeah that that's a good pick. I have them just outside of my top 10 as I have the Rams at number 10 after beating the Seahawks. Seahawks are falling off a cliff. Spoiler alert, they are not my top 10. Okay. Coming in um, at number 9 though, I have the Colts. Obviously they picked up the dub this week. They beat the Titans. They are the number one run defense in the league, so got to give it to the Colts, Philip Rivers. Shout out him still riding the bus. All right. Um,
2: I have your top 10 at nine. I have the Rams at nine. They look mm-hmm. well. They look well. They beat the Seahawks this week, which is they're also not in my power rankings for this week, at least. Um, that's a big game for the Rams to win, especially it's a divisional game. They move up a little bit. I say, I mean, nine, I think is a good ranking for them because they're, they're going to be sneaky. I think if they can start pulling things together a little bit better on the offensive side, they're, they're going to be pretty good. And then at eight, I got the Colts. As you said, best run defense in the league. They beat the Titans, which is a big game for them. They look good, too. The Colts are another sneaky team.
1: 100%. And at number eight for me, I got the Bills. Obviously, took a tough loss this weekend. They're still a very explosive team. Um, Getting, like, from eight to literally, like, three or four – it's kind of a toss-up because all these teams are so good. But at number seven, I have the Cardinals. Uh, they had to be in the top ten, and I just put them over the Bills because they beat the Bills. So, I mean, you're better than the team if you beat them.
2: I agree, and that's exactly what I have. I have Bills, Cardinals. Cardinals. Um, obviously, Bills took a tough loss to the Cardinals today. Cardinals look actually really well. Yep. Um, those are going to be another two. All these teams, obviously – below uh, I, th- I say like the top four teams are all gonna be very interesting teams
1: i agree with that 100 percent and uh shout out to the cardinals because with that win they are now number one in the nfc west which bumps up the rams to number two after beating the seahawks and the seahawks now number three in the nfc west all three of those teams right now are still if the season ended today, they would still be in the playoffs. So, I mean, if the Seahawks want to like not be in the NFC West, that'd be great. Uh, but,
2: my number five is my number five. Or
1: is your number five? It's my number six. My number
2: six. My number five. five. Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: My bad. <laughs> so number six, I got the Bucks. Uh, they won today. <laughs> and number five, right? Just as of right now. Depending on what happens tonight, I got the Ravens.
2: Okay. Um, the Ravens are not in my top 10 power rankings. Ooh. I don't like them at all. I, I, I took also the Titans are not on there either. They lost this week. They've lost the last two weeks. Oh, no, they didn't lose the last two with weeks. The loss
0: today,
1: with the loss today, the Ravens will be out of the top 10 for me.
2: Yeah. And I just—they just they just can't get anything going on offense in terms of the passing game, which is going to hurt them a lot in the long run. So at my number five, I got the Bucks. They looked really good today. And I actually have my number four, Saints, ahead of them.
1: Okay, I have Saints as well at four. And then I have at three, the Packers.
2: I do, too, and for obvious reasons. But Packers are starting to look a little slow. I think they'll pick it back up. But 100 cents. Darius we'll, we'll, Smith had a good day today. He did. He did so have a def- good day today. The defense like is coming back. And then, obviously, I'm pretty sure our one, our one and two are identical Steelers-Chiefs.
1: Steelers-Chiefs. Steelers at one. Chiefs had a Not bye, so you can't there. Really change them that much. Um, I'd like to see the Steelers do – a little bit more they won by 28 today but i don't know i still like they're kind of scaring me they they've had a pretty they easy are. schedule they've had a pretty easy schedule i wonder
2: i wonder like they're i think that's going to be the most interesting playoff game like before like obviously after wild card. uh-huh just to see what they can do because right. they really haven't played a lot of good teams i mean obviously the titans were really good when they played them and they beat them but now the Titans right. aren't even in my top 10.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it's going to it's gonna come down. Do you think the Steelers could go undefeated?
2: The, looking at the rest of their schedule, it looks like they easily could.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. As they play to finish out the season, they got the Jags, Ravens, football team. Bills is going to be a nice little test for their defense. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, their defense is their strong suit. Then they got the Bengals. The Colts could be an upset game. And then the Browns, I don't know. I could see them losing one of those games. But, like, I mean, you never know. They literally could go undefeated. If they go undefeated, I can't see them winning the Super Bowl. I'd see them pulling the pads.
2: Yeah, I, I just I – don't, I don't know what it is because if they play someone like, like – I don't know what they're going to do against the Chiefs. Like once if they make it that far, right, and they play the Chiefs, in my opinion, I think they could be screwed. I think they could even be screwed against the Raiders if they end up playing them.
1: Yeah, I could see that too, because the Raiders are a sneaky team.
2: And then obviously the two games that are highlighted at the end at for the rest of their season are Bills and Colts. I'd say those are probably the two games I could see them. Uh, they could lose both of those games, obviously, but. Uh-huh more than likely they could lose one of those two. Um Ravens will, they'll probably beat them again. At, the Ravens aren't looking that good. Browns obviously. And then they they don't really play anyone else that's really good.
1: Right. And that's going to wrap it up for our power rankings and that's going to wrap it up for the pod, right? Yeah, that,
2: that's all we got today. I probably have a lot more coming in, was it?
1: Right. We're going to have Thursday, Friday. 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 We're gonna have our draft, maybe a few more draft day trades from the NBA. Uh, we're not gonna have a lot of golf talk, sadly. Uh, maybe no. a little bit more NHL news. Uh, we'll have college football, obviously. We'll have NFL Week Eleven predictions. I'm gonna get my week, our lock of the week, right again. But um, as always, hope you guys enjoyed. Have a good. What day is it? Week. Have a good week. Not good weekend, week It's Tuesday. Um. And that's about it Yeah Peace
0: <laughs> Zany boss our door Brand new bag College girls Giving nigga head In my raps. Rockstar life So much money I'll make you laugh Hey The bitch they hate And you can't miss What you never had i